I don't know if they had scalloped potatoes. Oh, they had scallops. That sounds good. But we each tried. They had three different kinds of steaks, so we all got different steaks. And... Tomahawk. Right. The steak where um, it's the tiny bit of steak on the bottom, but they keep it all on the bone on the top, so it's this huge like rib of meat. I'm only familiar with T-bone. Pop the little eye out. Throw it to a mouse next to you. (laughs) (laughs) Why hate to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet? The only game show. It's the one (laughs) where one of us is quizzed. (laughs) It's the one where one of us is quizzed on a movie they haven't seen. (laughs) Has it always been like that, or did you change it? No, I must have changed it. Oh, because it used to say the only net negative game show, and you changed your mind on how you felt about it, so you deleted net negative <laughs> and replaced it with nothing. <laughs> I'm your take, co- it, take, it from, take it from the top. Let's no, do this again. I'm okay. your co-host, Wes, and this is your other co-host. Ethan. The current score is Ethan. 17.66 and me wesley 18.5 today we are talking rashomon rashomon <laughs> the american pronunciation is rashomon the proper pronunciation is rashomon not remarkably rashomon you playing your rashomans <laughs> Those pocket monsters. <laughs> Rashomans. <laughs> this one's itchy. <laughs> oh, now there's a Pokemon game that we should make and then sell on <laughs> Etsy. <laughs> All the Pokemon have rashes. <laughs> That's the it's main a, difference. It's and, a lot like Garbage Pail Kids, but instead they're animals and monsters. And there's guns. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna sell a Pokemon game on Etsy, I keep getting ads for that like <laughs> fake Pokemon game with guns and slave labor. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, that one. The one that you're convinced is never gonna come out. It's never gonna come out. That is a money laundering scam. We'll see. We'll see. I'm burned on it because when I was in high school, I got really into this Kickstarter for a game. That was supposed to be Pokemon Cross Team Fortress 2. Two of the things that I was the most into at the time. Uh, The Kickstarter failed and I just never heard about it again. Hmm. I got my money back or like I was never charged because it's Kickstarter. But still, I was bummed out. Let's review Rashomon, shall we? Let's. I asked you why you hadn't seen this movie and what happens in it. You said you get it confused with Seven Samurai, which is the main reason you haven't seen it. Uh, That it's not too long, a reasonable 90 minutes. Uh, It's about samurais. It's in Japanese. (laughs) And it's 
the first movie to depict the hero's journey or the only one with a single musical number? I think I get the full point. <laughs> I think I had to give you nothing. <laughs> what, nothing? It's a this samurai one... movie. I went into this really not knowing what I was going to watch. <laughs> At least I got the samurai part. There is, I would struggle to call this a samurai movie. There is one samurai <laughs> Okay, but when you're a white guy like me who hasn't seen any samurai movies, this is the closest thing to Kill Bill I've, <laughs> I've seen. The the progenitor of samurai movies. <laughs> the cause of death that was consistent across the different stories. You said crazy samurai. That's just not true. He's he there, is. but he's, he's not the cause of death in every single story. He's crazy. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not <laughs> <Ethan>. crazy. <laughs> this is the one that I want to talk about. Uh, what do we see the guy being told the story doing when the camera cuts back to him? Uh, this is a guy you were just texting me about who was yelling without looking at the woodsman guy. Oh, well, like at the end? The whole time, anytime it cuts back to him, like, his general vibe. Oh, he's just, like, sulking? He's, like, sulking, he's half-listening, he's cracking yeah. shit off this old shrine and building a fire. <laughs> uh, but essentially, what you said, he's kind of just shaking his head and laughing about how nuts this story is. Right, like, it seemed... Like, the priest was active listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was also there <laughs> sure but the yeah the commoner, i don't even know what to call that guy i think he was probably. referred to as commoner in the credits um yeah just never really seemed to care even at the beginning he was like what's going on like why are you saying i'm pretty sure the first thing he says in the movie is i'm not interested in hearing about this <laughs> Uh, that guy's nuts. <laughs> He's just taking his shirt off, scratching his fat ass stomach. And just getting some clothes. Mm-hmm. He needs them. So I gave you half a point for that one for saying he doesn't really give a shit. What is an amulet for? Outside of fantasy? <laughs> what, what is an amulet for? Um, amulets are a pretty common thing in Japan where it's various themed good luck charms to bring you like good general good fortune uh there's ones for like fertility uh, fertility there's safe travels there's some that you give to children when they're walking to school which is just for like safe passage to the school beating dragon quest mm-hmm. there's a thunder amulet which gives you a 20 percent damage mitigation when you're attacked by lightning there's... Which I think in real life doesn't really work so well because the damage threshold just does, it's it's too high. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning just does too much damage. And who can forget the uh, the pig amulet that lets you fly? And mm-hmm. those are Chinese, <laughs> and they're talismans, <laughs> <laughs> and they're also not real. <laughs> uh, then why do I keep getting them advertised to be on eBay? <laughs> Well, because you keep looking at that <laughs> option and then clicking away from it. I really don't think it's anything to do with the fact that I regularly search Jackie Chan Adventures props on eBay. 
Um, and then I asked you what nugget of truth can be gained in the Venn diagram of these stories. I give you half a point because you said there's a crazy samurai and it was a beautiful day. It is both of those things. <laughs> yeah. You also said Steve was there. <laughs> yeah. And Steve Harvey was present. Mm hmm. And he was doing that look every time that the samurai got killed. <laughs> when he threw the sword and he missed, he was like, we still going to heaven. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> So moving out of open-ended, you have one total point. That's fine. I don't really care about this one, so... (laughs) I didn't understand it. (laughs) Wes turned the subtitles off and was mad that he couldn't understand the whole movie. If it's such a good movie, I should be able to... It should be like music. I should be able to appreciate it no matter what language I speak. Um... Wes, who are the four different people who deliver versions of this story? There's non-crazy samurai as a ghost. Mm-hmm. There's crazy samurai. There's wife of non-crazy samurai. <laughs> yep. And then there's the woodsman. Yeah, I don't really know what to call him, but I've just been calling him that because he's carrying an axe when we meet him. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just a... I think he's a woodsman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So unfortunately, didn't get that question correct because I said a wandering musician. I just needed a character who did not exist and could not be confused for anyone in the movie. But then, Ethan, tell me where was all the music coming? So <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of music. <laughs> the music in it, I kept thinking, oh, this sounds like. St- an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> the quality of it and it's it's very Star Trekky. It did come out in what, nineteen twenty four when the fuck did this movie come out? It came out in nineteen fifty. Yeah, nineteen the nineteen twenties. Nineteen fifty, which is a full eighteen years, so it makes sense that the sound quality of a movie in nineteen fifty eventually reached television. I'm still pretty sure that this movie came out before World War II. It came out in 1950. I just looked it up. (laughs) It came out five years after World War II. I was just reading about how Western (laughs) (laughs) cinematography... Cinema historians... He's got it! He's got it! Cinema historians viewed a lot of the subtext as uh, a reflection on... Uh, Japanese history and truth-telling after World War II. Yeah. I think we'll find that a lot of Japanese movies reflect on World War II in some way. I just don't know why. (laughs) It wasn't a big deal. It was so long ago. 80 years. (laughs) Forget about it. We sure have in the U.S. Oh, no. Be more like us. Get over it. We won. You fucking lost. (laughs) It's just a game. (laughs) It's just a game that we make money on. Was World War II the original NFT? (laughs) I really hope uh, none of our listeners are veterans. (laughs) World War II veterans. 
the last surviving 100-year-old World War II veteran <laughs> reacts to our episode. <laughs> in a YouTube clip. Yeah. He's, like, in a wheelchair. And, like the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, and the first the thing he said is, like, this is not the podcast that I fought the war for. That's what the caption is on the thumbnail. And he's, like, his face is shocked. And the, but there's also a red circle on the lamp behind him mm-hmm. with an arrow pointing at it. For those of you that don't know the reference that we're talking about, what we are talking about is a pretty fucked up video. (laughs) But more importantly, which of these Connor O'Malley-like behaviors does the spirit medium often perform? Because there are a few. Yeah. Go through the options again. I gave you speak exclusively in a raspy yell, beating their chest to regain their composure, spinning around on the ground, and moaning in pain. I think he moans in pain, too. Yeah, I'm just going to give you the full point for this one, because he kind of does all of them. I think B is the one that he doesn't do. Yeah, B is the only one he doesn't do, but I asked you which one he does do. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The other three he definitely does. It was a very flawed question. (laughs) Someone just wanted to incorporate Connor O'Malley into a (laughs) classic Japanese film. (laughs) What, 20 years before he was born? probably like 30 or 35 yeah <laughs> anyway we should remake Rashomon with Connor O'Malley <laughs> uh, I asked you how many characters have absolutely batshit laughs you said 5 which is like all of them <laughs> oh it's 2 it's just the 2 but you did per- correctly predict that the Dasa lady would have a nuts laugh and she definitely does yeah when she reveals herself to be a witch <laughs> that makes these men fight like children <laughs> <laughs> or did she <laughs> yeah I, I was like at first i'm like this is the lamest fight and then i was like oh this is the point <laughs> <laughs> which fight are you reacting to the second one or the fourth one the one where she's laughing and then they're like fighting on that hill and they're just like just cl- clumsily falling all over each other and just kind of like batting at each other <laughs> barely swinging their swords around honestly i love that fight because that feels like a fight between two guys who really don't want to die <laughs> two guys who don't want to die and who are just tired <laughs> mm-hmm. they've been walking through the woods for how long this guy got tied up the other guy's tired from forcing himself on someone <laughs> it's can you imagine coming and then having to get into a sword fight right away yeah i mean i can because i've done it <laughs> <laughs> and i won we crossed swords 23 times it was dope it was at the disney expo i had a lightsaber <laughs> um so yeah out of open-ended you have a total of two and a half points now oh no three Okay. Not 23. Just three. 23 points. (laughs) That's the most we've ever had. I'm just going to lock that in. Wow. Uh, Moving on to true or false. This one was a tricky one, and I wrote this one before I finished the movie. Every individual telling the story admits to personally killing the samurai. The woodcutter does not admit to that. It's true until the very end. Yeah. True or false, we hear the samurai speak in the flashbacks. 
you said true, and that is true. We already talked a little bit about the sword fight, um, which I just really like. Anyone should go watch that second sword fight. It's real good. <laughs> if you want to see a hill beat two guys in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> While they throw dirt. At, there's so much dirt. <laughs> it's a small hill. <laughs> It feels like they they both threw their swords away instantly, and they won't even punch each other. They don't, though. They they are mainly just hacking at dirt with their swords. Mm-hmm. The hill is definitely the third party in that fight, and it wins handily. I would say it's the sixth character of this movie. <laughs> Samurai and the hill. <laughs> They all fall down. Uh, I just want to bring up the fact that you said that uh, in one of the fights, the crazy samurai will use his flame sword ability. Mm-hmm. And in the other one, the non-crazy samurai will do a seppuku. Neither of those things happen. That's true, but it was crazy how much of this movie reflected the first ten minutes of... Uh, of Fuck. What's that movie? <laughs> Uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's a lot like Mortal Kombat. How promising the first 25 minutes of the Mortal Kombat movie are. I was... I it, Watching this movie made me think of that first 25 minutes of Mortal Kombat. I'm like, yeah, that had to be filmed by someone else. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different movie. <laughs> Thinking about those first 25 minutes now, that's like a fan film that someone got put into a real movie before it got chopped up by producers. And the actual filmmaker was like, fuck, this thing's better than my movie. (laughs) Uh, And then you were incorrect because by the end of the movie, the priest's faith in humanity is restored. But for how long? (laughs) <laughs> it felt pretty temporary that guy's that guy's faith was waning and the fact that he's a catholic priest you know <laughs> in japan no less <laughs> the catholic church is just you know i just kept thinking about catholicism throughout this movie this is a deeply catholic movie about guilt and god I just uh, watched a TikTok a few days ago that Takara doesn't really, she didn't find it that funny, but I thought it was hilarious, and it was a video commemorating Kathy Bates and the followers of Catholicism. (laughs) That is something that you would really like. (laughs) As the biggest Kathy Bates fan. Hey, I just watched Misery last weekend. Have you, ever, have you ever seen Misery? I've never seen Misery. I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah, we should do it for the show sometime. Put it in the scary season. It's my mom's favorite movie. Huh. I get why. <laughs> Typewriter that boy's legs. I'll replace Zodiac with Misery. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about Zodiac. We were probably thinking about Ted Cruz around that time. I've seen Zodiac. It's a good movie. I don't know if it's scary, though. Hmm. It's more of a thriller. Thriller night? <laughs> we just watched that episode of Glee. 
I'm just reflecting on how in high school I did a short play where uh, I just danced to Thriller. It was just me. <laughs> I'm just reflecting on the parallels between Glee and Rashomon. <laughs> Rashy man. Uh, then moving on to the screenshot. Wes, do you want to tell me what was going on there, or do you just want me to to tell you what was hap- what you got correct? Uh, true or false? Is that what you're saying? Screenshot. Oh, screenshot. Uh, the screenshot is it is a courtyard, I imagine, but it's mm-hmm. uh, the location it's... of the police authorities. I yeah, don't it's know. like an imperial kind of. Yeah. Courtyard. Well, law enforcement. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, man, that it looks so stupid compared to our police stations. <laughs> Where we force people to tell us their, <laughs> their version of the story and what they witnessed. Man, if this would happen in America, they'd all be locked up, including the woodsman. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he committed the worst sin. <laughs> being a blue collar worker in america (laughs) he couldn't afford a representation so they just locked him up he he signed a plea bargain (laughs) a very fucked up thing they definitely would make him do (laughs) especially because i would in this imagination imagining of it uh they all still speak japanese (laughs) (laughs) it was all still japanese people but in like an american suburb (laughs) in like kansas (laughs) a suburb of wichita uh we gotta remake this (laughs) yeah uh i gave you two points for this one for saying that it's two people watching another person fall in a courtyard uh, and that this guy telling the story is doing a seppuku. <laughs> <laughs> and he is. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. We all, we've all done an imaginary seppuku. I do it every morning. I open my eyes, stretch my arms, stretch my legs, take my meds, and then I do an imaginary seppuku. <laughs> <laughs> I kill yesterday's me and move on with today. <laughs> I live a very fucked up life that I need to compartmentalize every day. <laughs> every day needs its own compartment. <laughs> I use my diary and my daily seppuku. <laughs> and that's how I keep moving forward. I pray to Kathy Bates. <laughs> with my rosary. We should, we should start our own religion. All right, so I can give you your point total for right now, which is a solid eight. Hey, it's about par for the course. Hey, you said I had 23 before. (laughs) I did, but um, there were a couple of racist things that you said during the episode (laughs) that I had to dock some points for. (laughs) You had to dock. (laughs) What? 15 points? (laughs) (laughs) I had to dock you 15 points for racism. Every single time you said one racist thing, I took away one point. It's really not that bad of a hit. You were just going so frequent. (laughs) Of course, none of those made them into the episode that I uploaded today. Well, good. I was just telling, I uh, saw Jurassic World Dominion 
last week. Terrible movie. <laughs> Filled me up though. <laughs> with well, Rigol- we keep- I watched it with Rigoletto and this Marcus Theater in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and uh I was telling him about how I about the Mimiku. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Part. that's still in there <laughs> yeah not surprising and he's like well you know that it's gonna be left in there <laughs> i'm like yeah i don't listen to the episodes he's like but it's like the amount of times i don't hear ethan say ethan cut this out but i hear you say ethan cut this out <laughs> is alarming <laughs> <laughs> the problem is normally when you do one it's kind of a good one <laughs> Okay, well, hopefully that'll hold up in 20 years. <laughs> Especially what I just said. Let's get into the bonus questions for Rashomon. First one's open-ended. Why would the woodsman have stolen the samurai's wife's dagger? Pretty shiny. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Um, I'll give you half a point for pretty shiny. <laughs> I mean it was uh, she seemed to be of wealth right was it just money it was like a, a pearl gripped dagger that was worth a bunch of money yeah so that's All right. a point mm-hmm. that's half a point <laughs> what? multiple choice which attack does Tajamaru the crazy samurai use during his fight with the samurai in the woodsman's version of the story Wait, it, what, what kind of weapon? What attack does he use the oh. most? <laughs> Is it A, running as far away as possible, B, throwing dirt, C, grappling, or D, chucking his sword? He doesn't toss his sword a ton. He does do it a couple times in the movie. <laughs> Over the grand scope of the movie, I would say that's the attack he uses most often. And it's it's such a gentle toss. He I, really has confidence on how sharp his sword is. And something about the way the camera's cut is they don't edit it early enough. So you can kind of see the sword turn away where it like couldn't possibly stab the guy. It looks really sloppy. <laughs> Um, but this is the last fight, right? Correct. I have to say probably throwing dirt. Yep, it's throwing dirt. Yeah. And then finally, true or false. In an episode of Star Trek Deep Space, or an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, does a retelling of this movie with Cisco, a scientist's assistant, and the scientist's widow. False. I'm pretty sure it's Next Generation. <laughs> Are you looking it okay. up? <laughs> if it's Next Generation, who does who does it involve? Probably Riker. Riker was always getting into shit. <laughs> That's correct. It is Riker. <laughs> I'll give you two points for that one. I just wanted to quiz you on Star Trek, and I thought it was funny. This came up in my view of the trivia for this movie. <laughs> if there was ever... Whenever there's a story with a lot of ambiguity, Riker's always involved. (laughs) 
when people just disappear for my favorite episode of next generation is when various crew members who are like unrelated just disappear for long periods of time and then they come and then when they reappear they have like these surgical wounds in them (laughs) (laughs) and they're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and they're they eventually discover uh i won't spoil it for you watch it uh what should it be called what what should it be called what would you have called that episode it's it's schisms season six Mm. episode five Mm. i so this may not be that episode or it could be it's not but i i think about uh an episode a lot where Riker gets cloned by the teleportation beam and Uh that guy's just alive and around now yeah, he shows up in uh, Deep Space Nine, and I think he... I don't know if he shows up in Voyager or not, but he's definitely in Deep Space Nine. But just a fucked up thing to think about with regard to teleportation, because that's the only way it could work. <laughs> yeah. It happens in... I think it's based off an episode of the original series where hmm. Kirk... It's one of the worst episodes where Kirk is split into two. One <laughs> half is his, like, sensitive, like, empathetic. Oh, I watched size. that episode. That episode sucks. <laughs> and the other one is his, like, aggressive side that tries to rape a woman. And then the yep. message is that he needs both halves to be an you effective need... captain. <laughs> You have to be a little bit rapist, is what the, <laughs> is what TOS tells you. Uh, TOS has some stinkers. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Part of the reason I stopped. But anyway, uh, would you watch Star Trek again? Uh, I mean, I'm still currently watching it. Right, and would you watch Rashomon again? Here's my review of Rashomon. Wow, Billy Wilder's done it again. A <laughs> wonderful... F- <laughs> it's a... I keep, I keep showing you Billy Wilder movies. <laughs> this must be one of them. Uh, it's a good movie. I would label it as good. I don't know if I'd watch it again. It feels kind of like... Um, Citizen Kane, in the mm. sense of you can feel that this is. If you don't have any context for this movie, it you might find it boring. Yeah, I get that. But if you do understand the importance of this movie, as I came to understand, <laughs> yeah, uh, like it's. I feel like it's a it's a seminal movie and just international cinema yeah um but i don't know if it's good enough for me to just rewatch. Mm-hmm. again yeah i kind of sit with you on that too like i watched this movie because i knew how important it was and i feel like that kind of conflated how I thought the quality of the movie would be because I find that this movie is most interesting in its concept, which is the thing that 
everyone has taken forward is right. the concept. Because it's really good. And there's obviously been so many retellings and references to this movie. It's foundational, of course. Right. But it's but, like... The... I was reading a little bit on this, and I was like, yeah. Because I had... A, I was like, okay, the Rashomon effect. The Rashomon effect. <laughs> uh, as it currently stands, is really just like the story structure. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not really taking like the whole point of showing the various perspectives is that no one can agree on truth right but i feel like every retelling that uses this story structure always has well the last story is the truth was the true one (laughs) yeah the problem yeah because this movie is important in that it shows every person in retelling a story will show their bias right there is no objective truthful narrator no matter how hard they try but new movies are like but of course there is (laughs) and it's yeah i agree imagine rashomon with cctv or was it (laughs) yeah like surveillance footage yeah yeah cctv cameras so we could finally have the (laughs) objective version of it Malcolm in the Middle does a Rashomon. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. But they do have CCTV footage, and even the CCTV footage isn't objective. I'm surprised more... I was, like, just skimming through a list of shows that have... Shows and movies that have done it. Like, I'm surprised, like, more of, like, the seminal, like, TV shows of the past 20 years haven't done it. Like... This feels like something Sopranos would have done, or mm-hmm. um, Breaking Bad, but Breaking Bad really feels like it would have had something like this, right? <laughs> that's Brooklyn. That's why it had a Rashomon. <laughs> that's why in my sequel series, Breaking Even Badder, <laughs> the follow-up to El Camino, which everyone wanted. <laughs> Episode 1 of season 12 starts with a Rashomon. (laughs) Someone's actually watching Rashomon to get a little meta for the audience. You know, I've already written 12 seasons of scripts. The show hasn't been picked (laughs) up yet. I'm just trying to... There's a lot of filler. (laughs) Vince Gilligan won't answer his phone, and it's really (laughs) frustrating. Uh, Does the black and white make this movie boring? I ask you while you take the biggest gulp of your glass of water. Uh, it was a sip. Not particularly. Like, it, it didn't really enhance the the movie, I would say. Uh, this movie could exist in color or black and white. It's Yeah, it wouldn't make it. It's fine. <laughs> None of them will actively make a movie bad unless it's... Um, not the, done well. <laughs> the I was gonna say unless it's a newer movie like a Justice League. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> you you actually watched the the Snyder cut in black and white and in color just so you could get the full picture. Uh yeah, that's how I. That's one end thing the audience day. doesn't know. That's why I have to compartmentalize <laughs> every day. Because <laughs> I watched the fucking Snyder cut again. 
Well, that's Rashomon. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. And I'm not itchy this time because there's nothing in my closet. I'll play some mind games with you. I said I'm sorry, Mama. I never meant to hurt you. I'm stinky. I got to put on deodorant. We're back. When are they going to invent? I'm glad that we have video calls now. When are we going to have smell calls where I can't hear you? I can't see you. I can just smell you. And boys, it's stinky. It's stinky. How many like smell text messages? I I imagine it'd be like Snapchat. You could send like 20 seconds of smell to someone. But I, it would quickly just become shit. <laughs> right? People, I think if, you, would, if you don't have to... It would be to, invented for the sole purpose of shit. <laughs> if you don't have to send a picture or any other context <laughs> and you're only sending a smell, what's to stop you from just sending the smelliest stuff you can? But if you could send it to anyone, like the Supreme Court. Is that biological terror? If, if it doesn't send, like, the chemicals and it just sends the smell... I'm guessing with that law that just passed protecting them. But then I could finally smell what chlorine gas smells like and not die. Or mustard gas. Do you think it smells like mustard? Poop? Yeah. (laughs) Mine does. Hey, folks, this is a mustardy one. (laughs) And then you could send it to me and I could smell it. I could tell you whether you're right or not. Instead of mailing me your poop the old-fashioned way. The problem I always have is that chart that tells you, based on the color of your pee, how yellow your pee is. I think about that a lot, yeah. Like how much water, if you've been having too much water or not enough. But there Mm -hmm. isn't one for how yellow your poop is Mm -hmm. in regards to how much mustard you've been eating. (laughs) When mine looks like the Walmart smiley face, if I had too much mustard... (laughs) Or if mine's more of a golden lion, (laughs) yellow, if I had too little. (laughs) Mine looks like Pikachu. Is that too much or too little mustard? But it's also Pikachu in shape. (laughs) I pooped a Pikachu figurine. Have I had too much mustard? (laughs) How'd you lubricate the Pikachu? (laughs) All right. We're we're talking Dr. Strangelove. If you're pooping Pikachus, I can tell you what. You're having some strange love. Great joke. Um, yeah, I'm cutting it. And guess what, Rigoletto? <laughs> you're not going to hear it. I, cu- I don't cut it if either of us laugh particularly hard. And usually mine don't cause a laugh. Uh, I'm sure that helps with your self-worth and insecurities yeah pretty much (laughs) so why haven't you seen dr strange love and what do you know about it i know it's dumb and i know it's bad because my roommate liked it Uh... (laughs) It, he's the one that had sex above you no that's the other one (laughs) for those listening who all know me personally i had two roommates one of them had sex in the bunk bed above mine or under mine i was on the top bunk And the other one showed me movies and made me sit in silence for the entire 
duration of the credits, but made us watch all of the credits. This was not a, uh, a having sex in my upper bunk, in my lower bunk. It was virgin. It was vir- the, the, There's the Chad. <laughs> there's the <virgin>. Very <laughs> funny because the <laughs> I know that sex does not look like a Chad at all. <laughs> it looks like the uh, biggest dork you can imagine. When I showed kira a picture of him she was like no that's not the one who had sex in your bunk bed and for those of the people listening that think that i'm violating my good roommate's privacy by telling this story one i already made a short film about it and submitted it to second city and he walked in on us filming it so yeah i didn't get into that school and frankly i didn't want to go anymore and stop sending me emails just to uh, verify when I said walked on us, walked in on us filming it, it was a sex video between you. <laughs> the origin of Bing Bong the Cloakmaster. <laughs> the only imaginary character I've ever wanted to have sex with. <laughs> There's never been any other fictional character <laughs> that I've even found remotely attractive. Well, one of Bing Bong's powers is that uh, due to his magic cape, his penis size can change. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Dr. Strangelove, though, and anyway... <laughs> what do you know I, about it? <laughs> I know that it's a movie... We're doing a lot of, like, movies reflective of World War II. <laughs> yeah. So this is Which World is, War II related? Yeah, because I know one of the most iconic shots in the film is a man riding a nuclear bomb down to the Earth straddling it like a horse and waving his cowboy hat around and that scene is like four minutes long it's long okay other than that though this movie is the driest socio-political commentary anyone's ever seen okay way to go kubrick what communist conspiracy does General Ripper believe is affecting American water? Obviously, that chemicals are turning the frogs gay. <laughs> um, communist conspiracy is affecting American water. Um, that we're drinking gunpowder? Okay. Or there's gasoline in it. I watched uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade recently, just because I wanted something in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part where Indiana Jones dives under what he claims to be all petroleum and opens his eyes and swims around in it. You've never taken a, a bubble bath and petroleum, petroleum. before? <laughs> I should. Once I or saw s- those animals in the Gulf doing it. You thought you could too? I was like, that looks like, that looks fun. You've heard of exfoliating, but not enough people are taking petrol baths. What in the war room is General Buck Turgidson most afraid of the Russian ambassador seeing? So there's something in the war room that he's afraid of the Russian ambassador seeing. What is it? Something embarrassing about Russia. I'll start broad, then I'll go narrow. Somebody drew something on Russia in the war room. Defamatory. Which could be something as small as a frowny face, or something as large as invading forces. <laughs> and the third? The third? Um, 
marking where all of the missile silos are. Okay. What kind of hat? What? Because I was going to say, one one thing that's pretty reactionary to World War II is the Cold War. Exactly. (laughs) What kind of hat does the B-52 pilot wear? Everyone in this hat is everyone in this this movie is more of a hat than a movie. <laughs> the hat's the main character. <laughs> uh ten gallon. Everyone in this movie's wearing a ten gallon hat. And they just get taller and taller. Doug Dibidome. <laughs> yeah. This is actually what Doug Dibidome <laughs> is originally from. And Butch Hartman said, I need to put that in my children's cartoon. <laughs> Along with a lot of references to Catholicism. <laughs> and then become really, really weird once I start a YouTube channel. <laughs> and then start his own website for his cartoons about Catholic, Catholic cartoons. What kind of relationship does Dr. Strangelove have with his hand? Ooh, I hope this is like... His hand uh, is untrustworthy and sometimes he has to hit it with a hammer. This is two references in one. Uh, I have so one of these is a reference to Metal Gear Solid Two. I assume is ripping on Doctor Strangelove. Another is Wayne's World. All right, multiple choice. Who is more sorry than the other? The United States president, the Russian premier. They are equally sorry, or neither are sorry. They are not sorry. Neither are sorry. Okay. Who calls General Buck in the war room? A, his secretary slash lover. B, his wife. C, his five-year-old daughter. Or D, his dietitian. I really like dietitian. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Just calling in to make sure that his heart rate or his... uh. His heart rate is low because he's got bad cholesterol. (laughs) And he needs to smoke some more. What is the three-letter prefix for getting in contact with the rogue B-52? A, A A-S-S, B, O-P-E, C, O-W-W, or D, N-U-T. <laughs> I gotta go Ope. As much as I want it to be nut. <laughs> I watched an entire anime because it was produced by a studio called Studio Nut. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> Who will Mandrake have to answer to if he doesn't get a hold of the president? A. The Soviet Union. B. The Coca-Cola Company. C, his American spirit, or D, the three-letter prefix? I am gonna say the Coca-Cola company. There's gotta be... I meant to say his mother. The three-letter prefix is from another question. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) No, his American spirit's right. Okay, let me give you the options again. (laughs) How about uh, give me the point for this question and skip it because you made a mistake. No, I jumped and, and read give me a fifty percent off coupon. I didn't make a mistake. Wesley doesn't make <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> He's not looking at me while he yells at me. 
Wesley doesn't make mistakes. There's a lot of that. That happened to me a lot. There was this kid in my class who was crazy. And he would like yell at me and call me names while looking up like this. Why? But not at me. Hmm. I tried to Google it and nothing really came up. It's just a... When I told you it can't be explained, it's just a thing. (laughs) Like... Hmm. Who will Mandrake have to answer to if he doesn't get a hold of the president? A, the Soviet Union. B, the Coca-Cola company. C, the the barrel of a turret gun. Or D, his mother. His mother. Okay. That madre. Oh, that mama mine. What does General Ripper believe women want from him during sex? Mm. A, his pure fluids. B, his pure heart. C, his American spirit. Or D, the three-letter prefix. What? Uh, uh, what was C? His American spirit. (laughs) Yeah, let's go American spirit. Which makes all those cheerleader chants, (laughs) we've got spirit, yes we do. (laughs) We've got spirit, how about you? Well, you're about to get... General Rippers. True or false? Dr. Strangelove suggests putting a bunch of people underground for a hundred years. True. We should just do that. (laughs) True or false? Dr. Strangelove is a Nazi. False. He's a communist. True or false? The Bombard... The Bombarduke? Bombardier... The Bombardier mm-hmm. is played by J- James Earl Jones. Yeah. Tr- yeah. These aren't yes or no questions. These are yeah <laughs> or mm-mm questions. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> True or false, Peter Sellers plays four different roles in this movie. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True or false, a hydrogen bomb is ultimately dropped on the Soviet Union. False. It's a different bomb. It's a stink bomb. (laughs) Stink bomb? I don't know what it is, but it stinks. Someone's reality is being influenced by their bias. Mm -hmm. True or false, the full title of this movie is Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. That's true. I know that. I've made fun of this title frequently. Okay. Now I will send you the screen grab. Ethan, what's going on in this scene? I'm going to be real. I didn't know who texted me for a second. <laughs> oh, I got text. That shows how much I'm active listening. Is <laughs> you said something and I was like, oh, somebody texted me. All righty. So what we have here is a half-naked man and woman. The man is on the phone. I assume this is... General Ripper? Is that what, <laughs> what his title is? Uh, General... Yeah, General Ripper. General Ripper. Uh, this is a hotel room, I can tell, because there are two beds. <laughs> These two have just had sex. I don't like saying that word, so I must say it in a goofy way. Because sex is a sin. You're a man of the Midwest? Mm-hmm. 
uh, he is taking a phone call, presumably again from his dietitian, and she's fumbling around in her purse and will take out a gun. All right. And when does this take place in the movie? This is the first scene. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all. What I... if this is the first scene? That what a what a precedent to set for your film. It's not unheard of, but mostly for directors like Quentin Tarantino. I sure. You do improv, idiot. Huh? You do improv. There was a street festival not too long ago, and there was um, Milwaukee's improv mm-hmm. who had a, a uh, what do you call it a stand and mm-hmm. we were walking by and he was like oh free ticket to a comedy show i'm like sure whatever and i took it <laughs> and then takara was like well you know he does imp- he's a comedian <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you ever want as someone who has done or currently does comedy is to be outed as someone who has done or currently does comedy how does takara not know this one simple rule she did it because she knows the rule (laughs) (laughs) you know what that's fair I expect Kira to do that to me. I have cried to her enough that she won't do it. It's like how I won't go to any. I cry it because I can't go to any show that asks for audience participation. (laughs) Because I'll ruin it. (laughs) All right. You've been listening to another episode of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. This is a game show. The current score is Ethan seventeen point six six and Wesley. Needs to stop doing that because he knows I can't do math. Uh, Wesley, 30. Uh, Oh, I thought I had 40-something. No, you don't have 40-something. You only earned 11.5 points on that quiz in total. Really? Because I don't remember you ever saying a score during the first half of this episode besides 23. I like to keep it a surprise until the end. Not that I forget. (laughs) And this is the first time you've done it. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. You can find this week's movie on... Uh, HBO Max, I think. That makes sense to me. I got access to the Criterion Collection. You would be surprised how few movies they have on their network it's it's almost nothing oh yeah i had access to it a few years ago and there's a reason why i no longer have access to it yeah it's it's bad it's a bad service (laughs) um you can follow us on twitter at we ain't seen it where i'll tell you if i uploaded an episode late or if you're imagining it on twitter you can follow me at powerful goose or on letterboxd at egeese you can follow Wesley on either platform at Baby Wesley. And remember, gotta catch them all. Rashomon! <laughs> Bye. You're supposed to say, gotta catch them all. Rashomon! Rashomon! <laughs> Eek! <laughs> I've covered in Rashomon! Bye. Bye. Eek! <laughs> Bye. <laughs>